Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. All right, here we go. We got uh, Roger Lee in the house, Kevin Flippin. Good evening. Rob Dull. Uh, Roger is here uh, because this is our first hundred episodes look back. We've actually had a hundred before tonight, uh, episode zero plus one through 99. Roger has listened to, I think, every minute yes. of every episode, right? Yes. Uh, we also have Rob Dull here who has also listened to every minute of every episode. I wish you could see their faces. They're not very excited to claim <laughs> <laughs> that they've listened to all this stuff. Uh, but Rob is also a super fan, but he's not the OG super fan, but he is also a uh, most-of-the-time scribe. Correct. No, actually, full-time scribe. Even though you're not at all of them, you do all the write-ups. And then, of course, the occasional co-host, Kevin Flippin, is here. He's listened to, he claims about 25%, but I think 40. it's more like uh, 4%. 40%. Yeah. 40%. You listen to yours, the one you and Al did. 38 times. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. All right, so I think what we're going to do is... Awesome. Have both super fans share their top ten in no particular order, um, and Kevin and I will will comment as we see appropriate. All right, does that work? Yep. Sounds All right. Good. So, do we want to go do a little back and forth? We'll start with Roger. Sure. Any any he, of your he top is ten? The OG is so, the OG yeah, super yeah. fan. We should, probably should start with him. Yeah, yeah there it is. Uh, I'm so important that Rob is a scribe now. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> the, you don't, you don't have to lift a finger. <laughs> the thing that I got was a hat. Um, so I, hey, hey, hold on! You did get a hat. I did get a yeah, hat. You're not yeah. kidding about that. No. Yeah. I was lucky enough to get a hat. Right. Um, so I, like, no particular order. The, the way I have him noted, um, the first one is that, that comes up would be Wally Rainier. Rainer, Rainer. You always screw that. I know. Up. I always do. His episode. Um, so background. I met first met him coaching uh, little league football. His son, my son, played together. Um, I knew about him, obviously, from his playing days, um, growing up a UVA football fan. So I knew about him. He is everything that was on the episode was probably 90% of who he is in real life on the football field. And I, I don't know if, if there's anybody else in my, in, that I've ever met in my entire life that if he could motivate me to literally run through a brick wall or fight Andre the Giant. Yeah, if, if you listen to that episode, you take the intensity you hear on the episode and take it up a little bit, but not a ton. No. And no. It's, it's still really intense. Yeah, and, and I think that's who he is in real life all the time. And so uh, his, his four kids are amazing kids. I know his middle son and obviously um, Zaire, the kid that played for us. Um, I, I, I know of his youngest son. I don't know his daughter, but... I couldn't imagine what it's like to live in that house with that intensity all the time or, or, or live in that way. But, I mean, they're great kids, um, so he, they're, they're, they're turned out really well. Athletic. Yeah, while he's got to be a good dad, right? Yeah. Those kids don't turn out oh, that way without no, having a good no, father. No, no, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I, I coach with his brother-in-law, coach baseball with his brother-in-law. Oh, really? So uh, and the only time I've actually seen Wally in person we were at a tournament this past summer. I told you about this. It was probably 95 degrees out. I mean, everybody's under a tent. Um, is it 
Wally was sitting in his chair, daring the sun. Oh <laughs> yeah, it was just—he was just sitting there. I was like, "That's got to be him." He was trying to take on the. Oh, he's a big yeah. dude, right? Oh my gosh! But he was over there just chattering at the kids. It was—it was great. It, 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 what was it like the one of the fir- like the first experiences I think that I will always remember. Always remember. We had this game um, at Virginia Beach, and um, I mean, it, just just making a statement. We were literally in the hood playing against uh, this one team. They were a relatively, you know, had a, they were a good team as far as um, record-wise, and, and they've done well uh, overall. And so this was a big challenge for us um, as we went on to, to our records, whatever. Um, in literally football, um, parents and adults probably start to get really ad- animated. Um, they they talk some smack. Oh, yeah, yeah, all the time. All of a sudden, just out of nowhere, like, you know, it, like, well, there, there's some of us, um, who, who, you know, I guess like we're like, you know, we're here with kids, so like we can't talk back as we would like to. We should but, remind ourselves we're supposed to be adults here. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I, I like I think Wally had had enough or was just talking back, and as he was talking back, other parents started to go along. So it was basically like um, it was basically like the little kid of. of that cartoon with, with the big dog just walking on and the little yippy dog just, yeah just yeah. like barking on we were all the little dogs behind wally going if something happens we're behind wally and wally's taking care of all these people <laughs> i mean it was amazing and it, like it got to the point when we went down to florida for the national championship uh, tournament even my wife got hyped with him like he would he would walk the team in and 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 would just be um I mean, just being Wally, who he was, and and I think my wife would have put on pads at that moment and, and then gone out and played. He's he's an incredible human being. Are his sons intense on the football field too, or I I don't think that I haven't seen them play in a little while. Um, his oldest son, when I saw him play, was was pretty reserved, but he was a good. He's a great athlete. Yeah. He was really reserved. His his Zaire, the, uh, who I coach, he he wasn't as wide open as his dad on the field but he 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 played he played with a reckless abandon yeah i'll say that um i i haven't had an opportunity to see them play high school ball other than one game online um and they're not they're not much different yeah cool all right so at this pace uh if we spend that much time on every single one right. we're, we're gonna go two hours yes so all right so you're the official timer. <laughs> so that's fine. You're excited to talk about Wally, mainly because you're the guy who sourced Wally for the podcast. Yeah, I was. You're the one who connected our podcast to Wally. Yes. Yes. It's funny that you can't say his last name. Though. No, I can't. I don't think I ever have it, ever. You, you you want to say Rainier every time. Yeah, I do. Because there's a but, there, there's a Lanier, famous right. linebacker from the Kansas City Chiefs. Willie. Willie, who yeah. is from the area as well. Yeah. All right. We're going to have Roger stop talking about Wally. Yeah. All right, Rob. I enjoyed that. One of your your top ten. We can go two hours if you want. All right. So I'm going to go with somebody that is intense, Mm. just like Wally, but in a different way. And she was just nonstop on fire the entire podcast. And that was Courtney Farrell. Yes. Mm. She's got more energy than most people I've been around. Oh, my goodness. I mean – so I've never met Courtney. I love the podcast that she did. Lots of energy, just a, a ton of fun. And then just, I mean, she read poems. She sang. I she mean, sang yeah. a song that she wrote. Yeah. Wow. And um, 
got her mom on the podcast. I mean, her mom called in and yeah, we decided in. to talk right. to her. Yeah, yeah. Her, so, her mom had asked, uh, "What time? I mean, what time are you doing this?" Like it was a radio show. Yes, yeah. good times. And um, so, uh, so I can't remember if I told. It. So her husband was at collegiate. A co- I think a year or two behind me. He was so a couple years behind you. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, I I knew the last name, and when you said it, I just thought that was pretty cool too. That you know, that there was that little connection. So but, she's she's very creative. Uh, yes. She loves mixing it up in the world in fun, random, innovative ways. Yeah. Uh, I I could follow her around for a couple of days and be entertained. Probably ninety five percent of that time. Oh yeah, without yeah. a doubt. And I believe with another guest, Mason. Yep, Mason knew. They have actually were inspired by stories from the center of the universe and now have started their own. They, they basically said, if those idiots can start a podcast, we know we can <laughs> well, start a podcast. I wasn't going to go there, but you know, you're the host, the so you can say I'm, I'm, I'm mainly talking about myself. All right, yes. very good. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. And you didn't spend nearly uh, the time that Roger did talking about why. Yeah, I'm not going to – I am not. I mean, we can do this. I mean, Roger can go 10 minutes per person, and I can go about two, and that way it will even out. No, it, it's fine. I mean, I was I'm I was totally egged kidding. on. I mean, I'm I totally answered kidding. probing it questions. It was the first one. You yeah. were just setting I mean, absolutely. absolutely. We were just warming up. Set it's all good. Bar. All right, Roger, what do you got for uh, a second right. one? Not, um, not number nine, but just a second out of ten. Yeah, I'm just going on the list. Um, I feel like we're probably going to do a, a lot of the same um, – the next one is John Dow. So, um, listening to his, I think what was amazing is that he just spoke conversationally about the experiences that he had in his life that weren't conversational experiences. Were terrifying. Absolutely <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine your kids experience something one tenth of that? No. I, you, uh, you would never a want that. Yeah, I mean, a thousandth. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's I mean, amazing. I mean, I think to think about, I mean, if my kids at 16 and 17 had to go away um, forcefully for two days, it would be the worst experience of their lives and they would come back traumatized. Like traumatized. And, and John was 12 when that whole thing started for him. And he was gone three months, right? Like he trekked across yeah, before, the desert. Yeah, be- before he found a refugee camp. With yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like nothing, and and to talk about yeah, you know my buddy Kevin, he was swimming across his river with me, and then he got eaten by a crocodile. What? Right. What are you talking? Like it was just it like, just happened. Yeah, just happened. He wrecked his bike. Shot at. No, no, he yeah. got eaten by a crocodile. Yeah, like I I, I we were playing we were playing basketball <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday he got eaten by a crocodile. <laughs> what? It's nuts. Yeah, I, I would say anybody that uh, has gotten really excited over the last year and a half about various things in this country, and there's some things that we need to address in this country, certainly. But if you think you've had a hard life or you're playing the victim, listen to John's story, and it, it'll give you a, a lot oh, of perspective. Yes, big time. Well, the cool thing is whenever we talk about this podcast and we say, which episode should you listen to? I think we all throw him in there, one or one or two. I think, oh, I think yeah. if you force us to say uh, yeah. who's in the top three, John would be, for all of us, in the top Amazing three. Amazing hour. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, I feel like we should spend a few minutes I mean, talking about John. The, the, the first two, we could probably spend an hour apiece talking about the the experiences, the emotions, the feelings overall of listening to those podcasts and those meeting those people. Um, just just for a long time, but yeah, we'll stop at that moment. Well, let me just say that his stories about being in America the first few weeks were 
Hilarious! Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely hilarious. The door opening. Yeah, we're 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 gonna we're gonna tease it. If you haven't listened to John Dow and you're listening to this, please uh, yeah. check out John Dow episode sixty two. I have that one memorized because I've said it about fifty times. <laughs> Very cool. All right, that's a that's a really good one, Roger. Uh, Rob, a second one from you, and much better on timing. Yeah, you know, or the I'm, I'm more time. conscious about it. Now. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Rob is doing some deep thinking right now. He, yeah. So, uh, well, so John was on my list too, just to throw that out there. But I'm gonna. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I've, I've got about. You can shift. You. Yeah, yeah, I'm shifting. So I'm gonna stay in the uh, female realm, and um, again, a lot of energy, but cool. And and then I'm just throw it out there that I agree with her a lot on a lot of her subjects. But I'm gonna go next with uh, the 2048 presidential candidate, Sarah Wall. Oh, <laughs> so, one of Daniel Lance's, one of the original. Uh, co-host of this episode or yeah. this podcast yeah she she's so, a very thoughtful lovely young lady yeah and just and again then and then i think the cool thing about sarah is then you guys had her back on again because i'm trying to remember aaron albrecht aaron yeah yep. aaron kind of sided on the left side of the aisle and sarah's on the right and so y'all had them back and had a little you know tete-a-tete just talking about very, different things very friendly productive oh yeah no i mean it yeah. was a great discussion which i think is you just talked about what's been going on in the world. And I think that, I think if people listen to that podcast with Aaron and Sarah, and you know, and their owns, you know, the ones they had on their own, um, I think people would learn a lot, and they would learn a message that we had from an upcoming podcast that I can't mention at this point uh, about just people can have differences of opinion, but you can still be respectful to each other, be civil talk it out and just you know civil discourse try to understand the other person's perspective yep. sincerely and you might find common ground that where you can both be right. productive yeah exactly so well, one of the things that i've always uh, said to you about this podcast well before i became the occasional co-host was <laughs> that it's <clears throat> this podcast makes it about the guest yes because even a couple people that i've been the co-host for i've sat across going Ugh. You know, and I and I say to myself, it's not about me. It doesn't matter what I think compared to. I mean, we give our opinions when it's asked for, sure, or um, when we think it's necessary. Not yeah. about us, though. It's about the guest, and and you do a good job of going right down the middle with with all the guests that I've seen. Yep. Just to your point, I mean, everybody, right, left, middle, whatever. Yeah, we're not trying to stir up controversy here. We're we're trying to tell people stories as sincerely and optimistically and positively as we can. If, if they have ne- negative parts of their story and that's meaningful to them because it, it's made them who they are, then yeah, that's certainly part of the story. But yeah, we're definitely not trying to divide the world into red and green or no. red and blue or whatever. No. Um, I don't know why I said red and green. Green's <laughs> one of my top three colors. Maybe that's Christmas colors. Yeah, there you go. And who doesn't love being festive? I, I am quite the festive cat. All right, Roger. Third right. out of ten. And if it's a, a repeat as we go through these, we can start substituting. All right. Um, so my number three is uh, is Du Bois Miller. So another fun uh, pronunciation for you, yeah, Du Bois. Du Bois, right? It it is what it is. I'm Korean. There it is. <laughs> Wait a minute, is that your excuse? Yes, you that, grew that, up that, here. That, you, you, you grew. You, I grew. You've been speaking English your entire life. I grew up. In, I was born and raised in Virginia. So there it is. I was going to say you do speak better English than a lot of people. I but, believe but, the. But the write-up says second generation, so... Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. And I think he listened to the episode where I said Du Bois <laughs> yes, you're several right. times. It, it's Du Bois Miller. Um, his was really interesting, and I thought that uh, like what was really interesting to me about him is he was spouting off 
historical facts as though, it, it, I mean, as though they, they were just like out of habit, um, something of like reading a recipe that he's cooked his entire life. He, um, he's was, very well read. He was very sincere about his understanding of history. Yes, it, it was. It was absolutely amazing. And I think that was a part of that was blown away. Um, I was blown away by that. Um, I was. I don't know if I had any preconceived um, ideas or notions of, of going in there um, and listening to his podcast, um, but um, I think on like listening from his perspective, um, just relating fact A, B to some other story to some other principle. What was really amazing to me? Yeah, he he came from nothing in Lynchburg and is, has a couple of master's degrees and has done well for himself and his children have benefited from that absolutely uh, quite nicely. And we connected to Du Bois through his son Ed, yes, who's also been on the podcast. Yes, yes. I mean, and and I think and I I don't know. It was, it was really funny to me. I guess um, one of the distracting pieces. If, if I closed my well, I had to close my eyes because I couldn't see anything. But if, if, <laughs> if I if, if I like, didn't think about it. I could. I, I heard Ed, and so it it just made like it just made the connection even better. Yeah, and he's written a couple of books too. And he actually was nice enough to bring one and sign it. Yeah, which is yeah. Really, really cool, and and very thoughtful. And I learned quite a bit. Yeah, me too. On a personal level and on a more uh, grand level. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. And Kevin's. Uh, Kevin can't speak to this one because he didn't listen to it. <laughs> but I wrote it down to make oh, sure. I okay. To oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right, uh, Rob, third out of ten. All right, uh, this one, so we've always talked about, you know, favorites and stuff like that, and um, it's it's very, especially the beginning when I was just listening to them, rather than when I was, as much as I'm here now, um, when you do somebody, you listen to somebody that you know, you can you can put yourself right there and especially somebody that you've known your entire life. So uh, so this one, I'm going Larry Gelman. So, mm, I can't argue with that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, episode nine, three generations of Gilman. Uh, Zach, you know, added a few good words in there. I, I think he said seven words. I, yeah, I, yeah um, I was going to go with 11, but okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so Larry's known me my entire life, pretty much. I mean, um we, uh, Paul and I have known each other since I was five and he was four. Um, our dads were friends. You know, they, we lived on the opposite side of the block and he was my basketball coach. And, and, um, and I've told him after I lost my dad, uh, Larry's one of three or four guys, you know, other dads that, that, uh, you know, came to me and said, I'm here for you. And you never know how much that means to you probably right then when you're 19, but it sure means a lot to you later in life. Mm-hmm. But, um, but anyway, just, um, always admired him. Um, and, and much like you admitted on the podcast, I learned a ton about Larry Gilman that I didn't know, you know, up until that point. So, so anyway, it was just, uh, it was really, you know, inspirational to, to listen to him talk about his life. And then it just meant that much more because, you know, he, he's, He's known me, and I've known him, and that just made it really easy to listen to as well. Yeah, I, I will say that if um, nothing happens out of this podcast other than we capture uh, these recordings for posterity, and we're, we're certainly having fun doing these too, but I, I recorded both of my parents, and I learned a ton from both of them, and my yep. kids and my unborn grandkids can listen to stuff, and it's powerful. You get to hear what oh, they yeah. they were, the way they talked uh 
the tone of their voice, their, the uniqueness of their voice, mm-hmm. and, and my kids are tied to them for all eternity. And, it's, and we recorded about, I don't know, three hours total between the two of them. It was yeah. awesome. Well, I think the echo echo everything um some of the interesting podcasts that i got really got involved and part of the reasons to why i started listening to podcasts was people that i knew and so listening to stories of people that i knew that i had no idea anything about them i think what was unique about your dad's and i had him as one of my favorites too is one like you talked about recording for posterity and and having your grandkids listen to this uh, and learning about their great-grandfather but also is that the uniqueness and I guess the experience of being able to talk to your dad, ask your dad questions, or and find out things about your dad that you probably wouldn't never have done anyway. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine, I, I, I can't imagine, like, I mean, you'll probably know too, is that 20 years, I don't know if my son will ever sit down and talk to me and go, hey, so what was it like growing up? Um, I mean, that, that, that those conversations probably will never happen. Um, but those did. Um, and, and because of the podcast, everybody gets to hear it. Yeah, you've got we've got a vehicle here to make that happen. Yeah. And, look, and one more note on Larry. We could talk about Larry all night. And I know you guys have known him your whole life. I've known him for, what, 30 years? Yeah. The, the best thing to me about Larry Gilman is you could go play golf with him. You could go hang out with him, go to dinner. He is so cool. Like, you would never know he was a general yeah. leading ground troops in a foreign country or a judge. Not, and I'm not saying that because he doesn't carry himself. He just is a regular guy. Yeah. He's yeah. so nice. He's funny. Um, he's engaging. I, I, I love him. I think he's great. But it's just, I've always thought that was cool because, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of generals out there, judges yeah, out yeah, there, yeah. carry themselves a certain way, like cocky or, you know, I'm the man. And, you know, he just never comes across that way. His son does, but. <laughs> and he, he tried to knock the, uh, the confidence out of me plenty of growing up. He would just shake his head a lot. Yeah, good uh, dude. yeah, he's a very good guy, and I will tell you. And I, it's funny. I think I said this on the, on his episode. I said, "Dad, I, I you've never talked about a lot of this stuff. Why not?" And he basically said, "You never asked." Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, that, and that's a point for daughters and sons for their oh, parents. Yeah, like, absolutely. hey, you, there's going to be a time where you should be very interested in, in uh, what your parents went through. Absolutely, good and bad. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I. Clearly, I'm a fan of that selection. Yes, understood. All right, Roger, fourth, right. fourth out of ten. So, not not to not on on purpose to continue with this, but um, your mom's episode I think was one of my favorites, and I think I've said it before. Um, listening to your mom's episode made me feel so worthless as a person. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me feel so worthless, and, and I think you know from the perspective of. Um, you know, everything that, that she basically accomplished, you know, just a, as an adult, as a, like, while being a mother, while being a wife, trying to hold things together and then have an ambition to go and, you know, start a curriculum, you know, in, in Hanover County of, of, of some type of education, doing things at Randolph Macon and, and having the drive and motivation to be able to do all of that. Um, it, it, I think it just absolutely amazes me because I don't know. I don't know if I have the energy. And, like, if it wasn't for my son, I would have never gotten into youth sports. Mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't for my daughter, I would have never been a part of, like, our summer swim league and things of that nature. Um, I mean, I just had to find the energy as it is to cut grass. I couldn't imagine, like, doing everything that, that, that she does. And she probably never not one time said, you know what, I'm not cooking dinner tonight. We're eating out. Um, and 
I think I look forward to Friday and Saturday nights when I don't have to cook dinner and we can eat out. Yeah. Yeah, she's 76 now, and she really hasn't slowed down. She's, uh, I, I tell everybody, since we went back-to-back with my parents, I tell everybody that I've won the, the parent lottery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In a lot of ways. It, she's accomplished a ton in her life, uh, and she comes from humble beginnings like my dad does. Uh, but she was so serious. And at the end of that recording, I'm like, Mom, what happened to the the fun uh, lady that I've known for fifty two years? Yeah, I mean, she, my mom will tell me in the same breath not to be sarcastic, and she'll end the sentence by being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's uh, she's a, she's a very funny person, but she wanted to, I think she wanted to portray herself as a very serious person, and she is. I mean, she's done some serious things in her life, but I, I I'm going to record her again and my dad again. I'm going to do a very long form, perfectly for posterity, just for the family sort of thing. Actually, I just hatched that idea right now, <laughs> and, and I I want my mom to be like natural self, not to be so serious because the mic's right there and it's being recorded for all time kind of thing. See, that's funny because I know your mom is Brinny. Yeah, Brinny's really she's cool, funny, funny, yeah. yeah. That's great. All right. Number four out of ten for you, Rob. All right. Well, just like or I did to Roger. Fourth of ten, I should say. The one Roger did. I, he, I was going to do a combo, so I'm going to make a couple comments if you want. And then yeah, I'll, sure, please. Then I'll do somebody else. But, yep. So I was actually going to do a uh, combo of the mamas. Yeah. Mm. So, um, so, Brenda, I'll just say, again, just like I said, Larry, know me my whole life. Um has been an amazing was an amazing support system when I lost my mom and um, and a, a story I think I've told you but but Brenda Gilman essentially straightened out my life in college so you were still a senior I had come home from my first semester of college and I knew exactly what I wanted to do unlike a lot of people when I went to school and then I came out the first semester with not doing very well in accounting because I wanted to do business and uh, and she straightened my life out in 20 minutes sitting in your living room at uh, on South James Street. I think so, you told me this a long time ago, and I'd forgotten about it. Yeah, that. so basically, um, yeah, I mean, of course, she was at Randolph-Macon. At that time, she was a counselor, I think. She yeah. wasn't a professor yet. And, um, and, um, and she essentially said, you know, the basic message was, what do you like? What do you, you know, what, what do you do well in? What do you like? And um, I said history and English, and she said, go for it and she said do liberal arts and um you know i'm a year older than you this is mid mid 80s and uh i think they still do it today but a lot of companies you know want somebody to come in they're going to teach you 90 percent of the job the other part of it they want you to be able to carry on a conversation about many different subjects and a liberal arts education does that for you yeah and um of course I'd, that's very well said and for any kids that are in high school freaking out about college and what are you going to major in like it, yeah. it really doesn't matter for for most endeavors after college. Right, exactly. If you were if you want to be really really specialized, you know, go for it. But you know, a good general education is uh, is going to do you quite well and allow you to do a lot of different things. I, mean, I went into law enforcement and yeah. nothing to do with history. Right. But, but anyway, and then um, uh, Daniel's mom, mm. uh, as the title was, Mama Lance, um, just a really um, intriguing story. You know, in just respect of how. A lot, I think, with her and Brenda in common was um, they did it in different ways, but the amount of things, like Roger said, the amount of things that they did in the time, you know, that they were, when their kids were growing up and things like that. I mean, all the moving around and, you know, you know, following, you know, his dad around to his various jobs, but um, was just really impressed. And, and she was 
both of them were, you know, and your mom, yeah, she was a little serious. Mama Lance was a little looser. That was kind of a cool, you know. But she was pretty serious, too. More serious than I think she naturally is, too. Yeah, yeah. right. So, and and you said it. People do behave a little differently when they got a, you know, sometimes when they have a mic in front of them. So, doesn't have that effect but, on everybody's, but it no, has that effect not. on some. But, yeah. but anyway, so I was just, um, you know, again, like, like I said with Larry, learned a couple things about your mom that I didn't know. And then, um, yeah, I just... I just really found Ms. Lance's um, podcast just, again, really intriguing and all the different things they did, all the places they went. Um, and I think that's, you know, I think that's reflected in Daniel and how he's, you know, we talk, you talk about it with him when he was on the podcast about, you know, he's he's kind of a worldly, you know, guy. Yeah, you know, much more worldly than most of humanity. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So. If, if I'm ever asked some of my top, and like I have that one as well, those are the, some of the exact same words, and I probably, it's almost verbatim as I told you. Um, I mean, I think listening to her, um, it, it, and I think even like thinking about my experiences, like I, I would never probably have, if I moved my family into a different country, like I don't know if I would have personally integrated my kids into that particular culture um, as as she has yeah. I mean like I, we would probably you know tell our kids like you you need to learn you know this that and the other about the culture that, that you're living in um, about the place that you're living in but not necessarily deep dive deep as though as deep as they could yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely and 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 again that that helped Daniel to be who he is today yeah and his sister yes and and the other and, yeah, and he has and, two other two oh yeah that's right well. the other ones here yeah I just thought of his sister immediately because I'll just throw it in there too. Just related to Mama, her her podcast was really good too. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right, uh, I, I don't care about time anymore. I mean, we don't need to go two hours, but we also don't need to feel like we're rushed. Yep. Um, so my apologies up front for <laughs> rushing you on your number two. That's all right. uh, I think we're up to number five out of ten. Um, so mine's going to be uh, next one is Vincent Miller, um, the Alabama police officer. Uh, not that's is. Oh, that, that's, what's his name? Tag on it. It's not Vincent Miller. There's a there's a Vincent, and then there's this the guy that came from California. Yes. to Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Davis okay. Burnett. Is it? His name Burnett. is Davis Burnett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, Davis uh, Burnett. I, that's him. You're Davis right. Burnett. Yeah. I, I totally wrote wrote uh, typed down the wrong thing. Anyway, so you're, we're having fun with you and names tonight. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> again, I, I think from the very one of the other episodes, I told you that I don't remember the actual names. I know their stories. So right. like if you if I tell you the base of the story, you'll, the stories are a lot more interesting than the names. Right? Um, but yeah. his was his was really, I, I think at the time um, where we are today in in the world, um, especially after last year, listening to his story was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, I think coming firsthand um, from some of his experiences. Um, was was just really like wow that I mean just absolutely wow um, I mean I, I think you hear rumors and you maybe innuendos but 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 to be able to hear some some of the stories and I don't even know if like he was able to like go you know into fourth gear uh, of really what he wanted to like really talk about yeah off off recording we talked about a lot more and it was look uh, there there's parts of this country's history and certain. Uh, states in this country that have more shameful past uh, than others. And he got to experience, frankly, one of those states that has a shameful past uh, from the sensibilities or a guy with the sensibilities of growing up in Central California. He had not been exposed to any of that. Yeah. Uh, not even close. And so, yeah, the, what he was sharing and where he is today 
with the whole notion of uh, equality amongst the, the races. Um, he's got a really powerful perspective, uh, and people should be listening to him. And he listens to everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. that lesson can't be told or learned enough that uh, listening to, I'll say, most perspectives is valuable. I still will argue that extreme one side and extreme the other side, uh, it's just a bunch of noise. But there's a lot of really good stuff in the middle that doesn't perfectly align with what any one person thinks besides that person. But anyway, Davis was a powerful example of that. Yes. Yeah. Good episode. Yeah, very good episode. You, you, I'm not trying to be funny. You, you listen yeah. to that one? Yeah, it's a good one. Number five out of ten, or fifth of ten, I should say. Not fifth in of ten, anywhere. yeah. All right, so, um, so this one was a pretty recent one, and um, I'll just go ahead and say you got some new decorations at the uh, studio here. Yes, we do. I wish we were on uh, video. Because... Kevin and I do have uh, audio faces. We should be on video. Yeah, <laughs> face for radio. Roger's definitely a video face. Oh, uh, oh wow! Wow! Shot fire. Rob doesn't fire many shots. <laughs> Wait, no. Like he should be on. Like he should be on video. Like he's. Oh, I thought you were saying the opposite. Fella. No, no I'm sorry, oh, I, I, I heard the opposite. Uh-oh. My bad. I didn't know where <laughs> y'all were going. That's a man, apparently. I anyway, well. I'll go back to um, Jeremy Mulder. Um, just. Um, you know, he wasn't here. He obviously, doesn't live. He lives in um, Alabama, and so we did a Zoom with him. But we could actually, yeah, you know, we did the Zoom. We could actually see him, and um, just, I mean, well, his story first of all was really neat. Just, you know, how he came up. You know, living in Pensacola, which what they, what do you say? They call that Southern L- Lower Alabama. Lower Alabama. Yeah, because if you just follow uh, the West coast and the and the east coast of alabama and take it straight down right and you incorporated that landmass yeah it would be lower the, alabama yeah, it happens to be the, the panhandle the panhandle right. yeah of florida but um you know just uh just little things i mean uh, the stories he's told about you know doing woodworking with his granddad and um and then i know roger ken too he talked about playing high school football and pretty cool that emmett smith went to his high school mm-hmm. and he got to see him one time and um, but so having that, you know, high school football thing in common, um, well, my son and him, not me, but, um, but anyway, and then just, um, you know, he, he tried the junior college thing, didn't work out, came, came from a family that, you know, had fought in a lot of wars and, you know, served this country and decided that's what he wanted to do. And, and, um, you know, he just, then he just wants to go and be a grunt and then he does, well enough that they say, hey, you got a medical aptitude. As, as a guy who was a grunt in the Army, uh, he was too smart to be a grunt. Right. So they they yeah. made him a combat medic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, um, yeah, and then just the stories he told about, you know, their mission on his couple tours and, um, you know, and then and then relaying some of the things that, you know, he went through. And um, uh, so it was just neat. And then, um, and then yeah, I think the, the realness of him, and um, not wanting to talk about a couple things, mm-hmm. um, and then you know being being very honest with us on why he left the army, um, you know, and then real about you know his his present day, but but then what he's doing with you know these flags and you know still doing something where he's serving, you know, he's serving vets, he's serving the country, and the fact that his wife who came on for a few minutes and talked a little bit was awesome and that they've got that going together with a partner. And then, um, and then just, you could also, you know, again, just having kids like we all do here sitting at this table, 
you could just you know you could hear the pride in both their voices too when they were talking about their son and yeah. stuff like that so it was a, a whole lot packed into that time frame but just uh i just thought it was a really really neat story he and i are, are, are staying connected yeah uh, and i'm staying connected because i he's done a lot for this country he he's done more than uh i think 99 percent of americans can fathom yeah um and he's been affected. He'll be affected by, for the rest of his life by yes. his service. And so, uh, but he's still giving back, which yeah. is uh, incredible. Phenomenal. And he's, and he's just yeah. a, he's a sincere, yes, really, really good guy. Yeah. Uh, and so, I, I, yeah, if I could surround myself with people like that. And you I, could I, tell I that in his face when, yeah. you, when we were seeing it. Yeah. So, it was really cool. Which is another reminder we need to figure out video at some point. <laughs> All right. We're, we're officially at the halfway mark. All right. Six. Uh, for six. Roger. Is Amanda Ripley. Um, hers was really good. Um, I, I really can, can I just say that you nailed the pronunciation and you yes. actually got the name. Yes. Correct. Believe it or not, because <laughs> nice. it's an nice. American name. Yeah, <laughs> Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed Amanda Rip, Amanda's episode um, and just like the, her talking um, certainly about podcasts and, and like how everything went along. Um, I think the interesting piece about hers is <clears throat> her episode I think led me to her podcast um, when she was talking about that vanished podcast or it's vanished called you are mixing up two people right now that's the same person right? it's not the same person there's Caroline Slaughter who you're talking about and Amanda Ripley let's just say Amanda Ripley's not your top 10 it's fine that's fine and look if you're embarrassed it's all good don't be embarrassed no you're good just four days do a podcast but hold on Amanda Ripley testified in Congress a few weeks ago so she whether she lands into either one of your top 10s she I was very happy to have her on the podcast she's a wonderfully brilliant super thoughtful person and if you want to get like real information she's one of those few people that's actually putting out real information without an agenda all right so Carol, caroline slaughter, caroline slaughter. <laughs> you're literally one for six on getting names right <laughs> so far there it is but it's about the story all right um i just got a text i need to go <laughs> uh, caroline slaughter but but listening um like her episode led me to her podcast um and that her podcast was incredible, was absolutely incredible. And it, it was so incredible that, that it was hard for me to put myself in those positions and, and in that, in, in that, in the people's position, like situations. Um, and, and I'm just fascinated. I think I'm fascinated by all of it. So the India syndrome, um, and everything that, that goes along with like a self-awareness and, and, the spirituality of everything. Um, I, I wanted to be careful and not say these are fruitcakes that are going to India and, and then doing all these things. Um, but I, 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 I wanted to step back and, and just understand like everything just about what, what her episode was and then everything that, that, that led her to there. Um, it, it's absolutely fascinating. Like, I, I think I was more disappointed in the fact that it, it was more set up as a documentary than like a series right yeah um because it because it literally and it, it's over um and so she does more that i'll be i'll be happy to listen to them all or, or listen I don't, to have them. we have you checked recently i haven't checked on her uh recently because i thought that they were going to end up doing another series or, or several other uh, I, I haven't checked so yeah we should check it's a good yeah. reminder to check yeah yeah uh very well researched documentary uh and her she was made to, to do voice work mm-hmm. uh like she does the voice for Subway commercials and a bunch of other national brands or international brands in some cases. Yeah, uh, Caroline Slaughter. Doesn't she do the Got voice it. for the podcast? No, that's not her. That's a different Who's person. That? 
That is Katie Decoding. Katie oh, okay. uh, did an episode with her husband, and she's also joined us for a couple other things that we we didn't release. I'll just leave it at that. Cool. Uh, all right, sixth of ten. Very good. We're, all right, so um, this one I am going uh, Kyle Stevenson. Wow. Okay. Yeah, just um, and I think um, I don't know. I mean, just. He talked about, you know, growing up New Jersey and then football and and uh, he's five what? seven with heels probably right. And he played nose guard at UPenn. Yeah, he wears heels. I'm just saying he's not five seven. Um, like like uh, a lot of people who are shorter, Roger Lee. He's legitimately then, probably, he's probably legitimately five seven. Roger's legitimately five five and a half times five seven. <laughs> <laughs> My driver's license says I'm five seven. Yeah, you, I, I guess I, I guess you could have put six. You did put six four, but anyway, I have, I have a legal document that says what my height is. <laughs> it's not like anybody measured you that day. I mean, it's still a legal document. Yeah, I understand. You know, Spud Webb was five seven. Anyway, that's fine. Oh, was it Muggsy Pogues? Was five three? He was five three. Five yeah. three. Right. So anyway, but uh, yeah, I just I mean I just thought. I just found Kyle's story interesting. Um, I don't know why. It just, I mean, it just kind of spoke to me, and I liked, uh, you know, that he worked hard. Um, you know, he um, went obviously, like you just said, to a great school. Um, he goes there and plays football. Um, he talked about the grind of playing, you know, a a Division One sport, um, and then he's got the grind of a Ivy League education on top yeah. of that. And, and they didn't give those guys any slack. No, definitely no. not. And um, so I thought that was cool. And then um, and then one thing I found interesting about Kyle is I'd, I'd really like to hook my son Jack up with him because Jack's uh, got a couple entrepreneurial ideas about real estate and and what he has, you know, done and built, you know, with his life and just, you know, um, you know the way he – turned a lot of his early experiences and and again I just with him I just go back which you've had several guests who who I think this is a, a theme um, just that grind of going through it and working hard for what you want um, and um, and he's you know been very successful in the real estate industry and I just thought that was yeah that was neat and I just it was just a great story and again yeah. with the hard work I think is what I really liked yeah his dad's first generation Kyle yeah. second generation and right Kyle uh, mixes it up in everything he does. He's a big, big football guy. Coaches uh, his kids in sports, and yeah. uh, he's always busy. He's a, he's a hard man to get get a hold of. I'll tell yeah, you yeah, that. yeah. So just really enjoyed it. Yeah, so. good one. Yeah. Roger number seven. Right. Just qu- quick, you can go two for seven if you get this name if you nail it. <laughs> Chris Young. The, there yes. it is. Two syllables. Uh, <laughs> Chris Young. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I just wrote Rogers, Rogers power fisting right now. Like, yeah. So. Um, so I think similarly with <laughs> with the Alabama police officer, um, his his was really interesting um, and really um, relative based or, or relative, um, I guess whatever the word is, um, based on the times of, of what was happening last year. Um, I think as I was listening to his, I think the thing that stands out again is that he spoke matter-of-factly of the segregated proms, right? Which and, I was stunned by. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, 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 and I think it led me to even point of of Googling it just to see if, not that he wasn't telling the truth, but if, if it was something but you're, you're curious. That, you're, that, you're, that you could research. Yeah. 
and and then sure enough, you know, it pops up in in, in Alabama and in some of the southern states where they still had segregated proms. I think they still do today. It's incredible. Just absolutely incredible. I, I, I couldn't even imagine it. Well, I, I said, when did you graduate high school? And he said 2000. I'm like, it was still going in 2000. And the pandemic had just hit us like a couple months earlier. And, and he said, Paul, the last time they had prom, it was still segregated in 2019. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't understand. And of course, he looks at me like, yeah, it's adorable. You don't right, understand right, that that's right. something that happens because <laughs> you don't have to worry about shit like that. Yeah, yeah, it it was it was pretty interesting, and and I think, um, I mean, even even living life and having those experiences, and then being, you know, the the highest rated recruit to go to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah, and I I work with him for I don't know two and a half three years, and he never talked about that stuff. I don't know how it doesn't the stuff like that. I guess because it it, like it, I don't ever I haven't lived that way. How it doesn't impact you, um, especially your perspective. On, I don't know, society, the world. And, I'm sure it and, does. And being su- successful. I'm sure it does impact him. I think he's, it's fascinating that he's able to stay in control. Yep. I guess. Yeah. Is the best no, way that's to that's say a good it. point. Because that's the first one that you told me to listen to. Yeah. Um, and I listened to it. I loved it. I thought, this is fantastic. Uh, I want to meet this guy. Yep. That's how much I liked that episode and his point of view. And he was very frank, like you said, about it all. Like, yeah, that's the way it is. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. Doesn't make yeah. it right. No. We 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 now it's how we react to it. Absolutely. And 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 I think to the point too, it's like he could have been very, you know, extreme on one side, mm-hmm. been um been extreme on one side, been extreme on the other. But he was again, matter of factly, right down the middle. Yeah. And, you know, part of that we could learn from, a part of it, um um Well, he's speaking in a way where he he wants to be heard. Um and so but he also wants to be true to himself. Absolutely. And that combination is pretty powerful. Well, yep. just to, to, I also throw in the fact that him and his wife in their neighborhood, remember their yeah. neighbors were like, we want to come talk to you. Yeah. Because they were like, I think the only African-American family in their neighborhood. Yeah. 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 It was just amazing. And they were willing to do it. They're like, yeah, come. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Good dude. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of conversations I had the last year and a half that I, didn't, I don't think anybody saw it coming. Yep. And, the, and I think they're better for the country for us having those conversations. All right, that was number seven. Uh, just, <laughs> Rob is six for six. You are two for seven. Rob, number seven. I'm going to go with a two-syllable just so I can maintain my, uh, <laughs> perfect, my streak Your here. perfect streak. <laughs> so, um, so you've talked about it a little bit. Everybody knows your military background. Um, I think for the uh, that you were in the military at the very least. Um, so you've had several folks on that you – um, have known through that, you know, or that we've run into. Um, I mean, my, you know, Jeremy was not somebody you knew, but he's still military. And then, but you've had several several guys that you served with or you know met through the military. Right. And um, so, uh, just in general, I'll say all of them were way cool just to hear about their different experiences and then different perspectives, you know, on the different, you know. I mean, even even your brother-in-law Ross. I mean, you know, just he talked about it from a Navy perspective, where you know you've had a lot of Army guys on stuff. But but anyway, one that I you know, just because I think it's been one of the cooler stories that's been told on the podcast. I w- I'm just going to go with Gene Burke. Yeah. Um. So one of the early early podcasts, and um, just um, you know, hearing about his overall story, and um, you know, what he's kind of doing is with his life. He's He's, uh, I think, a few years ahead of us. You he, would... he is a lot older than I am. 
<laughs> I, I've known Gene a long time. I, he knows I, I joke about his age. Okay. He's still in his 50s. <laughs> right. Yeah. But but he's just ahead of us in respect of, you know, he talked about being an empty nester. We're, we're still a few years away from that, but we're, right. you know, we're seeing the light. Um, you have a very long way to go, yeah, Mr. No. Flippin. Um, and, and Roger's probably mm. in between a little bit. So, but, uh, but anyway, so, uh, but just the, sto- the main story, you know, of course, that he told about the helicopter and, you know, he pretty it's much one of thinks, the best stories you'll ever hear. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it was just it was just amazing. I mean, and um, you know, he thinks he's going to get wet, and then you know, he he lands on a golf course. I mean, how freaking cool is that? Nice. Now, I mean, I, I'll say I I like that a lot because I I love golf, so I just found that was cool too. But yeah, we won't give away the story. No, yeah, sorry. All right, we'll have to go, they'll have to go listen to it. Yes, yeah, definitely go listen to it. But um, li- listen to the details that he talks about when he's telling the story. It's it's really. It's really pretty neat. Well, so. and, and I'll say that uh, his daughter was inspired after listening to her dad. And she's heard a lot of those stories, especially the story you're talking about. And it inspired her to start her own podcast. Oh, and, no and, way. And it actually starts tomorrow. Oh, wait, cool. They release the, their... It's very different than what we're doing, and I can never remember the name of it, but I'll, I'll mention it on a future podcast. Because it's it's super creative. It's a lot of local actors that are doing voice acting. Uh, she, Jean's daughter, Katie, wrote everything, and they're acting it out. And these are like oh, top right. actors in the Richmond area. Very oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. That's um, awesome. So that's... That's at least two podcasts that have been at least in part inspired by what, what we're doing go. here. Gene's yep. a good storyteller. Yes, yes he, he really is. is. He he does. Uh, what, what was the other part and that I that I recall in his episode that was that was fun? Oh, when I think he, that was the episode where you had to leave for a little bit. My my wife yelled for me. Yes, and Daniel. It's like Gene flipped the interview. <laughs> Poor yeah. Daniel had Daniel. no idea what was coming. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, he started asking Daniel questions. Well, he did it to me too. And I'm like, we're not doing that tonight. Yeah, Gene. That's great. Yeah, we're we're here to talk about you, Gene. Uh, yeah, Gene. Gene's a very good storyteller. He's a very good guy, and he served our country for a long time. He deployed a handful of times, and so yeah, he's part of that uh, top one tenth of one percent that I. The talk baseball about. story was funny too. He, he had some good stories. Yeah. yeah. All right, number eight, Roger. You have a chance to go three for eight, man. Um, I think mess this one up. And and Loeb. Yeah, nice. There, there it is. Okay, right. good. Yeah. Um, hers was her, hers was incredible. I listened to hers as um, I was waiting on my son getting his surgery, um, and so I got I was listening to hers. Um, listening to her, I, I think part of like I don't know what it's been, but um, this fascination about about the Holocaust in itself like growing up and, and like learning about it and then to hear of, about a Holocaust survivor and then just telling her stories about it was, was, was incredible. And I think the two things that pop up it, that, that I always remember if we're going to tease episodes, one is having her uncle, right. Tell her, don't get off the train. Yeah. Um, she could, probably, she probably would have died as a teenager. Could if, not if imagine yeah. a, like the same thing with John Dow could not imagine what it would have felt like to be that young, the, in that moment, and and like knowing, knowing that that this was life or death potentially, right? I mean, I I, I can remember not wanting to bring home a report card because I knew I was going to get beat by my mom and get in trouble. Like that is is probably you know a million times less than than this particular experience. But to you, it wasn't. 
Right. Well, I mean, but still, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's all relative, I guess. Um, yeah. And then, and then when she met or, or when she found out that there was, um, I guess, a Nazi officer, right, right, living on her street. Yep. Um, and, and like literally not wanting to like go up to his door and just say, I know who you are. I know what you did. When she and came it, back as a, as an older person, she was an adult, well into her adult. I think she was in her forties and th- that guy was still in the house yeah. across the street that she, but I mean, she grew up in that neighborhood, but, yeah. but it's, but not, not being, not being overly confrontational, right? Not, not, uh, I couldn't imagine as, a, as like, as who I am today, being able to contain myself. <laughs> Enough to like uh, just to be mature um, and an adult about it all. It, yeah, she had every right to, to react very differently. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and uh, went through some incredible things. And uh, I, I was very appreciative that she was willing to talk to us about it. Uh, we, and we were fortunate, uh, and I was able to find this on the internet the, the manifest of the ship that she, her parents, and her younger brother mm-hmm. uh, took. And it's got their their names on there. Uh, I couldn't believe I was looking at it. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and and I'll just mention that John Watts uh, connected us to her, and, he, and John has been a, a a big supporter of the podcast and has helped me on a few occasions. Good stuff. Yeah. Cool. You're now three for eight. <laughs> Rob attempting to go eight for eight. All right. Um... So I'm going to go uh, last one released, and I'm, I'm a little biased on this one. Uh, sure. He's a very good friend of mine. You, you, but, so, you um, sourced him, yeah. Well, I'm not going there. But anyway, um, but Pedro Aruza, um, football coach at Randolph-Macon, um, just a really, um, a really great guy in a lot of aspects. And I think um, – actually, and I'll harken back much – like your dad, another thing I admire about your dad is his faith. And that's uh, probably one of the things I admire most about Pedro. Um, and he, he stated on the podcast that, you know, the two things that had the biggest impact on him, you know, especially early in life were football and faith. And uh, so, um, you know, I know him very well. I know his family very well. And then uh, he relayed a little bit to us about what he went through, you know, as a mm-hmm. young person and, um, and, you know, I mean, he's in four different countries in the first seven years of his life, you know, and and comes to the U.S. and, you know, has to learn English in second grade. And um, and then, um, you know, again, just, I mean, you talk about, um, again, hard work and the grind and um, doing, doing everything you need to do to get the most out of life and, and be the best that you can be. And then... Um, and then turning that into the message that he talked about of, um, you know, how he wanted to make a difference, you know, and and uh, how his mom wanted to be a lawyer, and and that's great, and it's a great profession, and we need them and everything, but but he felt in his heart the way that he could make the biggest difference on um, on young men's lives was to be a coach, and um, and. And again, a little bit of bias, but not too much, because all you got to do is look at his record. He's really, really successful at it, you know. And yeah. and he um, he um, develops. I mean, he. I think he said it during the thing, and I know he says it in some promo. He develops men that are going to be good people, good fathers, good husbands, and and I think um, he 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 wants that most for his players, and he you know so. So anyway, I just 
it, it was just inspiring, you know, listening to his early story and then what he's turned it into um, and what he does now, you know, how much he loves his players. And and then he talks, you know, how much he loves Ashland, you know, the center of the universe. And I really found it funny. I was listening to it again today and found it really funny about, um, you know, that essentially he'd never been in the state of Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then comes here and gets a head coaching job. He's been here 18 years. At, at 30 years old, I might add. So, which a head coaching job at any level at 30 is – pretty amazing so yeah i'll I'll add a couple things real quickly one his natural intensity is pretty rare oh yeah uh and the other thing i'll say is uh i we tried to explore him playing in college and he was giving kind of short answers and i think kevin you looked him up like he was a like legit stud at that program and that's very humble yeah he is very humble and um and that that speaks volumes about him and he he talked on the podcast about um you know about character Mm -hmm. and and I, I can tell you, the Randolph-Macon football players, they got a high-character dude to yep. look up to. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and I, I'm three-quarters of the way through that podcast. And so I think what was really um, relatable for me, um, outside of my brother playing at Randolph-Macon before, um, before Pedro, is, you know, thinking about, you know, my son, he's, he's a junior in high school. Um, he, he at some point, you know, as a, as a young kid wanted to play college football. I think he came to the realization that he's not six, four, doesn't have four, three speed. and is not going to go to a division one school. But the whole point is, is that as a father listening to this and thinking, um, like playing football for somebody else or for a particular school and using that, that to develop him as a, as a person, um, and yeah. even helping him like get through college. He's a type of coach and, and a leader and a mentor um, that I would want for my son. Yep. Um, and great, so they, yeah, great. Point. I was really excited to hear this. So the, yeah. the podcast function as a uh, recruiting tool. Yes, it does. Yeah. Making football. yeah, absolutely. That's right. There you go. Very cool. All right, so we got four left, and I'll just uh, just give you a heads up that we we'll, we should all have our final thoughts for the first hundred episodes. All right. But we don't have to do that yet. So number nine out of ten, you can go four for nine if you nail this one. Right. Calvin Duncan. Yes, nice. There it is. Um, so, like, living in this area all my life, um, I don't know if I was ever, uh, I guess, aware or a big fan of VCU basketball as I should have been. Um, and so Calvin was, was really, I guess, before my time. And I think when I was younger and, like, into college basketball. I mean, like it, it just wasn't VCU, right? Um, I like I was more into UVA basketball with Ralph Sampson and all those folks. Don't shake your head. You, you, shake. UVA had a stronger brand, but I'm not sure they had a, a, a better team, a, necessarily better team or better program. <laughs> right. Well, um, and so listening to Calvin and then and then where he is today, um, you're good. What where he is today, um, what was was pretty incredible. Um, and, and I mean, it was. It, it, I guess educational is right. Is just learning more about him and, and and like where he is today and like truly, like really inspirational. I think you showed me like some of the text that that he sends out. Um, just like the he's putting goodness into the world. Yeah, and, and the world needs a lot more people like him. He's one of the best guys there is out there. Yes, literally, literally one of the best guys. And he has stayed in Richmond and mentors young folk, Absolutely. young guys. I, I literally got the opportunity to play in a league that he was playing in at one point, and I hurt my ankle messing around coaching with Gilman, 
and couldn't play. Which, by the way, we were the best coaches in national we were. Uh, basketball. Couldn't play history. in the game against him. But before the game, this guy doesn't know me. Comes over. I've got a crutch, you know, sitting in the stands. And ask how I'm doing. Because, yeah, I guess he had seen me. Yeah. And it was, it was like, oh, my God, Calvin Duncan just asked me how I'm doing. I was excited to play against him. Couldn't. Right. And he was nice enough to come over. Doesn't know me from Adam. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, what didn't, a, didn't what a step nice in your, guy. Didn't have to step in your direction. Didn't have Not to say at a word all. to you. Not at all. So, yeah. And his episode was awesome. Yeah, it was It was, yeah. It was. was really I, – I, there's, a, there's a lot of episodes um, that I think after you after you listen to it um, – it really wants you to change your life and like, you know, like I can do better. Right. His was absolutely one of yeah. them. Yeah. And, and you want to talk about humble beginnings. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, the thing that really struck me is he realizes that he's had help from every part of society. Um, and he, he loves his fellow man and he doesn't care what color they are, what their background is, what their gender is. He, he's there, uh, for everybody. And, uh, yeah, I agree, Roger. We we need more people like Calvin, no doubt. All right, you're doing better. If you nailed it the last one, you you you're going five hundred. Five hundred, yeah. So, so are you changing your top ten around just so you can say? Yeah, okay. Just the easy. No, name. well, Cal, Calvin is definitely uh, top ten. That's great. Worthy. All right, Rod, number nine for you. Um. All right. Sorry. I think I think Roger could actually go six for ten. I think he's five for nine right now. No, I think he's four for nine. No, we, four we, for nine. We, we he was three re- for eight at one point, so he's. We, we can. Hey, well, dude, I'm trying to help you out. Yeah, he was so. trying to give you one you, you don't deserve. In I fact, in fact, the, the the Amanda Ripley to Caroline Slaughter should yeah. count as like three mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick. Um, so so I had Calvin on mine. I just want to touch on this real quick, and then I think we're at a, so at a hundred episodes. I think we're about six percent are VCU basketball players, mm. and so. We've had six, right? Or is it five? We've had five. We've had six VCU athletes, uh, Clay Meredith being oh, gotcha. the six. Yep. Okay. But we were lining up a six basketball player. Yeah. Ke- right. Kevin okay. is, yeah. Yep, yep. So, anyway, um, so I did just want to touch on that, being that they are 5% of the first 100. Um, I, just real quick, uh, on, a, on a grouping, their, their stories have been really incredible. And I think a common theme a lot is, um, in some form or fashion, whether it's a couple of them just doing youth sports to people like Calvin and Orlando who, you know, are, are definitely mentoring people. And then like Lionel, um, you know, boys and girls club of Virginia. I mean, just the, I think it's Virginia home for boys. So, that's right. Yeah. I get it that mixed up. And he told us about that too. Yeah. But, um, um, but anyway, so I just wanted to touch on VCU basketball players. All, all those have been really good and, like, those five, you're, you're not going to regret listening to those five No, stories. definitely not. Definitely but not. Just to so. piggyback on that, if you were to ask me my favorite episodes, he'd be in my top three. Lionel. Yeah. And not because I sourced him. Just because I think he's a <laughs> he's a fascinating guy. Yeah. All the stuff that he's gone through, the stories he had growing up. And right. You talk about humble beginnings again. I unbelievable. Mean, he's another one. Unbelievable. So. Beecher Terrace, I yep. believe. And right. then the fact that we were able to help him, maybe indirectly, um, find more information about his father. Right. Mm, Amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, that's it's definitely awesome. one of the coolest things to come out of this podcast, I think. So yeah. what's the fact of, of him being able to learn more about his dad? So. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So anyway, but my number nine, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go nine for nine at this point is, uh, <laughs> getting cocky on us. Uh, trying is, uh, Rachel Adcock. So, okay. All right. Um, and again, I think, um, 
now I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on the folks that we're getting, and we just talked a little bit about you know some of these players and a couple other folks, but um, but just kind of a unfortunate normal occurrence in our world is cancer, hmm. and um, but just um, the positivity and the way that she fought it and the way that she's going on and then and then taking that and writing a book um, again with a lot of positive about what she went through not you know not what was me type situation um, just I mean Roger mentioned earlier about I mean it's inspiring you know to, to listen to somebody tell their story about battling you know what you know, many people, and, and thank God it's so much better now than it was 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. But, um, but you know, a lot of people still view cancer as a, as a death sentence. And, um, and, and now so many people are so good about fighting it and, um, and just, just going after it and saying, you're not gonna, you're not gonna take me. And, um, I just, I just found a lot of inspiration from her story and, and the fact that, and again, that she, you know, did something to give back, you know, and, and give other people hope and and uh, and tell her story. So. Yeah, she wrote a book about it, and yeah. it was not to make money or anything. She no, wanted to help other— all the proceeds go to the American Cancer Society, I believe. Yeah, she, so. wants, she wants to help young women. She wants to help yep. her fellow uh, man. Fellow and, person, yeah. yeah. So. so what's really cool about this is that um, I think before we got started, one of the, I guess, principles was not to pick out folks that, that we personally know or work with. So to speak, um, so I I know Rachel from the place that, that the bakery, the, the bakery, yeah. Uh, you thought that, was weird. That, I remember on your episode. Was that a lot? Yeah, I know. I called it out. I was my bad. I, I should have known. <laughs> I think you actually said the name too. As yeah. the super fan, yeah, I know. It was it was it the was original OG. A shameful, so shameful. <laughs> but I had no like I had no idea about that part about Rachel at all. Yeah, me either. She doesn't know about. She doesn't know her. Yeah, so it was it was really incredible. I mean, it was really incredible. I mean, not like her kid, her boys used to wrestle with my my with Maddox when they wrestled. Um, so I would see her, you know, even outside of work. But like for her to have like that inspirational story, to know her background, and to always be upbeat, yeah, she's she she's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, very. Agree. All right, last one for you, Roger. <clears throat> the last one for me is Mohammed Saeed. Got it wow! Right. Yes, you, you nailed that. Yeah, yeah. I'm awesome. Nice. <laughs> uh, I had to redeem myself somehow. Uh, his his was was really incredible, and I think similar to John's, um, just to be able to listen to some of the stories and experiences, and and for him to be able to talk, um, you know, as a matter of factly about everything, what was absolutely incredible. I mean, I think some of those experiences and stories, it, it's almost as though. I, I I could see the movie. I could see the pic, like like the TV show, in my head as he's talking about it. Um, almost feeling the same emotions, probably at, at that same moment and in, in times. Um, I thought it was really cool, and and he was brought on to you um, by another guest, right? No, he actually wasn't another guest. Uh, I, as I think the three of you know, I talk way too much about the podcast, and so I'll tell this story because it makes me sound like an idiot, uh, but it'll be humorous for other people. There's a guy who was uh, doing an estimate at the house, and I said, hey, you ever listen to podcasts? And, oh, you, you like NASCAR. Do you know anybody in NASCAR? That kind of thing. Anyways, he goes, I, I don't really know anybody I could give you that's 
well known, but I uh, I work with a guy who has a pretty incredible story that nobody really knows about, and he was talking about Muhammad. So he passed along my uh, our email address. Muhammad emailed me, and that's how we connected. But Muhammad then connected me to Justin Addison. Okay, yeah, yeah. and and, and yeah. they had met back. Um, I, I guess Muhammad was the interpreter for their three person psyops yeah. team. Yeah, and, and so I, the, the, how they kept their relationship, I thought was really really neat. Yeah, well, uh, Justin was the best man at Muhammad's yeah. wedding that just happened a few months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. They live, what, on the same street or on the same block or something? They're, I mean, they're, they're within, close. like, a less than yeah. five-minute drive from yeah, each yeah. other. Yeah, so. yeah. Muhammad is, well, besides the fact he's been through some incredible stuff and he, he's very humble about it, He uh, he's, he's a fun guy to talk to. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. All right, Rob, no pressure, but last one. Dude, I'm torn. I'm having a I know tough you, time. I know because you had like 17 over there and well, you're trying to pick 10 out of them. I'm very, this is really hard. I, I asked Rob, from, while Rob is thinking of his 10th, uh, I asked Rob from time to time, I think I asked Roger this because you're the, you two are the only two idiots that have listened to all these. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what's your favorite ones are? And you, both of you struggle to answer what your top three are or even certainly your favorite. Yeah, I mean, favorite. you would first ask me and I'd have to like divide them up into categories. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I would have people that I know. Sports, blah blah, you know, and I'm just like, oh, I can't do that, Gilman. So, do you, anyway. do you want to just not do a tenth and do like three no, honorable mentions? Tenth. I'm gonna All do right. a tenth. He's committed. I'm committed. Um, are we gonna do some honorable mentions after this? Though we can, but we'll do quick hit honorable mentions. Yeah, quick hits. Yeah, just names. Okay. Rapid fire. Right. Yes. All right. I'm not prepared for that, but go ahead. Well, Kevin and I can play too. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. Um. Oh man, this is hard. All right, so so I'm I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with another person I know. Um, though I haven't seen him in I can't even fathom how long. But I'm I'm gonna go Gray Lane. Mm. So, um, so I think I've told you the the funny connection here on Gray Lane is that I used to I used to babysit his brother and him. Yeah. Even though I'm probably only I don't know maybe three or four years their senior, I think you are five years older than Gray. Five years older. Okay. Yeah. So. So anyway, but um, but yeah, I just um, again, I just I got to go back to when I listened to it. I felt like you were in that seat, Gray was in that seat, and I was sitting here, even though I really wasn't, you know. Yeah. Because I could just picture him talking, and um, anyway, just um, you know, really had a good time with him and his brother John, and and uh, you know, their dad Sid was always you know a great guy, and just you know. Can't believe he let me babysit his kid. It took you back to your childhood. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You know, so it was a lot of recollection in that respect. And um, and then you know, and then I guess you know, even though I'm only five years older, just uh, just really learning about his life, you know, and what you know, hearing things I never heard after you know, like after high school, because that's I, I honestly, it's, I probably haven't seen Gray in a long time. I mean, I've got to be 25 or 30 years. Yeah. Um, but anyway, just. Um, you know he's uh, he's been successful. You know family. You know just uh, what was it called the Rat Daddy Accountant. You know I mean you know so just a neat title for the for the episode and uh, so anyway. Um, but yeah, I just again, I'll just I know I've said it a couple of times, but I'll just throw out there that if and you guys probably all had this experience to agree. If you listen to somebody or listen to something where you actually know the person. It's it's kind of just a different thing, and again, that's one of the you, you like you said you always ask which ones I like best. That would be a category, you know, the the, the people that I know, you know, yeah. personally. So anyway, but 
I really hope Gray doesn't listen to this because I don't want him to be the last one that's mentioned. So we do have the opportunity to talk about honorable mentions. Gray, Gray, Gray if, if he knew he was the last one mentioned in, the, in your top ten, he would text me nonstop for the next couple of months. There, but we need to clarify again, there's no order in these. Gray could be number one. He just doesn't. Or know. he could be number 20. He could be. Or on my list of my top 100, he could be number 100. It's possible. <laughs> but he could also be number one. Uh, great, great. We will never tell him. Great, great. Exactly. That's so, exactly right. Yes. All right, Kevin, do you have an honorable mention since you and I are only playing yeah, it out? Here, here's what I'll say. Um, I could sit here and, and throw out this episode. episode. The, the coolest thing for me has been um, some of the stories that people tell. Like Kenny Wingle talking about coming from inner city Detroit mm. and then moving to King William. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's, that's culture shock. Unbelievable how someone does that. In the same country, the most cultural shock you could possibly get. About yes. as much as you could get, yeah. yeah. Um, Clay Meredith. Um, some of the, the stories about Greg Maddox and um, he had, saying he, he, he had nicknames for everybody. <laughs> he had nicknames. For, and we got to interview Ray Ray. We did get uh, from, to talk from to Ray his, Ray. Uh, but talking about Greg Maddox, uh, I don't, I don't know. Is your son named after Greg Maddox? That'd be fantastic. No, if he he's was. not. But uh, <laughs> he said Greg Maddox is one of the most disgusting individuals he's, he's ever met. Yeah, and he's a Cy, multiple Cy Young winner, considered one of the best pitchers of that. So all I mean, time. It, yeah. Yeah. little things like that. Lionel's story was really cool. Um, you know, it, it. Gene Burke, I would, I would have said for sure. I just love how he, he's just so matter of fact and way he talks. Craig Grimes was funny, um, but once again, it goes in that category of you know him, yeah. right? So knowing Craig, I could I felt like I was sitting there talking to him, and all of your family has been cool. Um, getting to know Daniel, it's been it's been a fun uh, fun ride, and I appreciate you allowing me to be the occasional yes. co-host. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Very cool. I'll just say real quickly that uh, I've enjoyed all of them. Um, I can't say I've enjoyed every minute of all of them, but, uh, well, I'll, I'll save my, my final comments for the end, but, uh, yeah, you should go last on that. And, and I'll just say that I was trying to put my own top 10 together. And before I knew it, I was up to like 17 or 18. And I'm like, I, I don't think I should come up with a top 10. I yeah. think the super fan should come up with it. And I'll just say the, uh, the objective, uh, yeah. whatever I am on this podcast. So a couple things real quick. So, um, so I think. Another really cool thing about this podcast, and I'll—I'm uh, not afraid to say this because I do know him, and he's—he's he's a friend. Uh, I, um, but Craig was hilarious, but at the same time, um, we we differentiate on the—he he talked a lot of politics, and we're very different in that scale. So that got me fired up, you know, and that was really cool. And um, so I think I think that's a thing that that this podcast does you hear really interesting stories from people and you may you kind of touched on earlier you may agree or disagree on some of the things that they talk about but but you can listen to it and still you know still respect their story and and find all in their story and the way they grew up and things like that so um so i thought that was neat uh i got a couple guys on three bikes oh that's yeah, one, right. I know. That's one of oh, the yeah. funniest things I've ever made up in my life. You've yeah. ever said. It's, it, the, it the, makes the me smile The pepper basketball games. Um, so anyway, a couple others. Um, um, you just talked about matter of fact and um, 
just telling a story and just having a good time doing it. Uh, Trip Chalkley, I really like that one. Um, uh, we, we mentioned them earlier. I, I think we mentioned her, but Katie and Niles, um, they were they were that one was really good. That's your, that's your first uh, pronunciation. <laughs> I think it's Niles. Is it really? Yeah. Nice. I, I had to make Roger feel a little bit better about himself. Well, that's fine. Well, then then he should spell his name E-I. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Right. Here we go. He, he's Dutch, though, so it's yeah, all right. good. There you go. We did, by the way, we just blew the recording symbol, and this thing just went all out of the band over here. That was probably for me for laughing. Yeah, well, that's all good. It happens all the time. All right, and then um, I just got to throw a, a couple more. Um, uh, Richie Crab was hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to look across, and I have to mention the original OG over wow. there. Wow! I had I had Mr. Lee mentioned on, that's on my list. I, I think you're just being polite. I, I'm, I agree. I'm really not. I'm really I not. Um, agree. And then um, the last one I got, I just um, I just thought it was a cool story, and you know, um, my my kids been through a couple. One of my kids been through a couple of serious injuries, and I just uh, I thought Andrew Slater. Um, I really liked yeah. his as well. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, what he, you know, again, it's every, everybody. And I mean, again, we're talking about, gosh, I mean, how cool is the spectrum yep. you know, that, that you've covered on this? You've got, you know, a sports injury as opposed to like a John Dow, you know, or something like that. But that sports injury was, and and that's what I say about mine, is that it, w- it was her fight, you know. And, uh, and I'm inspired by the way that, you know, she got through it. And I was inspired by the way that, you know, Andrew, you know, faced his and what he ended up doing and, yeah. you know, still pushed through. And and then, again, a little bit, you know, like we talked about Pedro a little bit, he's, he's you know, on a, on the high school level, he's developing, you know, I, I'm quite certain that Andrew Slater is doing some great things with the young men that he works with at the baseball program. Yeah, no doubt. He's, he's so, all in with those kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Roger, I don't know if you've got any honorable I'm mentions. Done. I'll just I'll rattle off a handful. Uh, Mike Stockhouse in the original episode. Yep. The guy has done some incredible things uh, in the military and some really awesome things, raising his two boys and being a great husband to his wife, Katie. Uh, a lot of what you guys said overlap with mine. Richie Crabble just say, I've listened to his four or five times because I just like listening to the dude talk. Yeah, He's just got a way about him that I can listen to him all day long. Uh, Cody Miller and her... Uh, Yes. Overcoming her heroin addiction yes. is just incredible. Phenomenal. Uh, and she's and she's just a she's a really good person. Sharon Smalls is one of those people that is introverted, keeps to herself, but she is an incredibly intelligent and very very thoughtful and well rounded, just solid human beings. And I'm happy to call her a friend and and, and a neighbor. Steve Dunphy grew up uh, in without much money, didn't know when his next meal was coming. A lot of time he ended up being a Green Beret and a Sergeant Major. Yep, I had him on my list. In the Army. Amanda Ripley I had down here, not just because uh, Roger screwed that up, but <laughs> she's she's testified for the Congress because she is a legitimate expert in a lot of things because she does amazing research that just becomes very informative. Uh, and for real quick, to add into that, just sorry, real quick, to add to her you know, of how incredible she is. I sent you a text uh, or a picture a couple weeks ago and I'm in, I'm in the private security field and there's an organization that's kind of seen as the organization for private security. And she, and they're going to have a huge conference and she's one of the three or four speakers. Yeah. So I mean, it just speaks to, 
you know, what she's done and who she is and everything. And she was, I mean, she was actually very fun to talk to. Very oh, approachable. Yeah. yeah oh, she was man. great. Very engaging. Uh, and so when Roger screwed that up, I was, I was kind of <laughs> mad at him actually. Uh, and then my last one, just real quickly, and it's entirely because he's here, Kevin Flippin. Absolutely. No, yeah. but I, Kevin has uh, lived a, a, a compelling life and uh, wow. he's, he's a I decent had, dad to his three boys. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Thank um, you. I had Mr. Flippin down as well as Mr. Flippin is actually comboed with one and done his own. So and he's the occasional co-host. He's and all he's over the Yeah, I agree. It, yours was really interesting to listen to. Yeah, I didn't, don't no, don't I, pile on now. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, 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 it would have been honestly, awesome. He said Kevin Flippin, and he meant somebody else. <laughs> well, I have to call it out too. Like, did you lose a bet because you have the center of the universe on your as your home as your screen? He, he, he did that before I did. Yeah, I mean, are you serious? Look how cool that is. That's no, actually I mean, I it's, it's from that one. Yeah. Okay. When I, you're the occasional co-host, you get perks. Yeah, nice. Okay, that that, that beat the super fan perks, yes. which, which, which is a hat, which is a hat. Apparently, over 100 episodes. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, honorable mention. Or, or um, we're good. I, I I think I'm good. I mean, if I had to name some honorable mentions again, Kevin Jers was a great one, uh, and and all the ones that I think that I I I chose not to name because. I personally know them or, or work with them. Right. Um, oh, I stayed away from people I work for. Yeah. So um, I, I think listening. So a lot of those, again, I, I think learning about them that I would have never been able to know about without, you know, being able to, to talk to them on a personal level. I mean, I think, you know, we've gotten to know each other. I, I think I knew you before we ever, I realized that we worked together. Yeah. But, but even then is that, you know, there was probably what five or ten minutes throughout the day that, that we could talk smack about um, whatever you know, we whatever talking, the case may yeah. be, but it would never have gotten to a deeper personal level right. that than than this podcast would, would have gotten to. Yeah, so very cool. Any, any final thoughts we want to share, or have we basically covered it all? I just, I mean, I'll just, I think we all are. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm excited for the future. So I mean, I just, I think we got nowhere to go but up, and um, it's already been so incredible and um i just i don't think there's a limit to what you can yeah. do and um we're we're going to be here to support you yeah so it's very cool stuff. I, uh, so much to write a book well so let's, <laughs> just real quickly we can mention that that rob has talked about writing a book we put it out there for at least 120 people maybe to hear right uh and maybe so no pressure maybe some of those folks will give you shit about not uh having that, put in the paper fine. in a sincere towards a book way i can take it um, backpedal now uh, <laughs> well um, and to the point of writing a book rob enjoys uh hearing people's stories like i do and I, kevin i know you do and roger yes. clearly you, this has been you, awesome. you have the same problem we have um <laughs> and, and it, it reminds me that i i think um by the way i'm not stopping anytime soon uh lord, lord willing but uh i would love to do an inside like inside look into what's what's been going on with the podcast and talk about some things that aren't controversial, but some things that you wouldn't know um, unless you were here for all of it. Oh, that's a really interesting concept. Yeah. Well, yeah. Rob and I would enjoy that. Well, Rob's been here for a lot of these. Uh, that, that was just a dig at the number of people that listen to the yeah, you'll podcast. Get, you'll, you'll <laughs> might, you might get a t-shirt if you're nice. I got, I got a t-shirt. I, got, I have a t-shirt too. Yeah. <laughs> it's the wrong t-shirt because it's, it's the old name. 
It's all good. I need to get a hat to protect the solar panel. I'll just say, Roger and I met a couple years ago. I mean, we may have bumped into each other at the bakery, but uh, I've known Kevin for 28, 29 years. I've known Rob since I was, I I don't have memories of meeting you. That's how long ago that was. I'm ecstatic that you guys are doing what you're doing with the podcast. I really appreciate the support. And I love the fact that you're giving me feedback every time I ask you silly questions about the podcast. And I I appreciate you guys listening as much as you do. That's that's probably true. <laughs> no, well, actually, well, so I, I will say this: we we've, we've talked a, a, a lot about what we like about the podcast, but one of the things that I really, really enjoy about it is we are talking to people that come from a place of I'm never giving up. I'm not making excuses. I'm never going to play the victim. I'm just going to go make things happen, regardless of yeah. my station in life, regardless of what's put in front of me. I'm going to make it happen. That that applies to everybody we've talked to. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's an exception to that. Yeah. Yeah, well, so. without kissing your butt, Gilman, you do a really good job of talking to people, leading these interviews. I know I, I've said since, God, since you went into, I guess it was just middle management back then, and you would get out in front of people and have meetings whenever he was talking, I made sure to be there so I could hear him because he's got a knack for, you know, gift of gab. Yeah. And it doesn't always translate. Doesn't mean it would translate to this. And it has. Like, you're able to interview. He even told me one time, well, why don't you take the lead on this? And I'm like, nope. I didn't take the oh, lead. No, you yeah. do this way better not ever be able to do it. I'll just sit back and be eye candy. But, uh, <laughs> for for yes. me. Well, yes. For me, so since I'm the, I'm, the one gets, right. I'm the one who gets to see you. He yeah. thinks I'm attractive. So, um, <laughs> I know, yeah. I know Angel does. Yeah, it's a one. That's all I needed. All I go. needed was one. Kevin, I appreciate those thoughts, especially uh, given how pa- painful they were for you to say. No, what? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All good. No, it, I, this has been a ton of fun. I hope we uh, keep rocking and rolling for another hundred or however many. We look forward to Thanks. the next update at 150. Yeah, yeah cool. Thanks, this guys. Awesome. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.